listening to Throw the Podcast, brought to you by ThrowTheX.com, the very best in mediocre wrestling journalism. And now your hosts, Jay Gunter and Ben Conrad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Throw the Podcast. I am your host, Jay Gunter, and with me, as always, he is the John Moxley to my Dean Ambrose. He is Ben Conrad. Ben, have you been on Twitter in the past, I don't know, five days or so? I have been on Twitter, Jay. Who do you think does all the work for uh, Throw the Podcast? Well, okay, that's true. That's true. I'll give that to you. Have you seen the Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley uh, promo video that's out there? I have. Okay, I I, I want to just jump right into that, Ben. And and the reasoning is, um, there's really not a whole lot in the news cycle this week. I knew what the reasoning there, was. There's nothing in the news cycle this week. Uh, no, other than the whole Dean Ambrose thing, Jay. Which, uh, you know, I'll I'll explain shortly, briefly uh, to the people who have not seen it. There is a uh, promo video. Um, that Dean Ambrose, the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, uploaded to his Twitter. It's basically a video of him breaking out of a prison. Okay, um, if you don't know, Dean Ambrose's contract has been up uh, for the past week and a half or so. Jay, somewhere around there. Yeah, give or take. Okay, give or take. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's unimportant. The fact is, Dean Ambrose is now a free agent. And this video that was uploaded was a very good video, very good promo video of John Moxley, a well-produced video, very professionally done. And I, I want to stress the professionalism of this video because the day it came out, Jay, you texted me and you had a conspiracy. You had one of, what are we calling that segment? Are we calling it Jay's Conspiracy Files, Jay's Theories? No, because we, we can't get it confused with the Fenton Fashion Files. So I am going to name it. I am going to get some some intro music for it. You just give me another week or two. Okay, awesome. So basically, the um, the professionalism, the, the, the quality of this video, I think, is really what got your brain working on all cylinders, Jay, because you, tweeted, or you texted me, and you had this kind of crazy conspiracy. Now, I want you to, to let these people into the mind of Jay Gunner, if you will. I, I did, and and my problem, so this video came out, and what Ben is referencing is, is basically formerly Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley. Um, he's in his prison cell, and uh, before he breaks out, it shows like he's been counting the years, and uh, people are saying that, that the little dash marks on the wall add up to 25, which it doesn't. It adds up to 35, and, and people are using the 25 as a reference to AEW because AEW is going to be held on the 25th. Uh, during the segment, he breaks out of prison. Uh, he goes running. It, it appears he's in Las Vegas, which is where AEW is going to be held. He runs by a... It's almost like graffiti. Um, it is to an actual bar in Las Vegas. I forget the name of it, but it's not really important. But the dice show 25. And so everyone's leaning AEW. They say that the signs are too strong um, and, and that everything's pointing to AEW. And I don't think that's the case. And Ben... I have a conspiracy theory. Please tell me, Jay. 
My conspiracy theory is, and I'll tell you why this makes sense, that the WWE is actually behind this entire thing. Now, now just, just follow me on this. I'm not okay. saying that it's, it's 100% certain. I'm not saying that the WWE is definitely producing this and that, um, you know, th- this is all fake. That's not what I'm saying. But if you look at how it was done, like you said, Ben, this was a very, very professionally done uh, promo video, right? Right. I mean, it was absolutely. It, it was movie quality. It was like a, a watching a, a movie trailer is what it looked like. Yeah, exactly. It, it it almost resembled something that the WWE would do. Now, during this video, you know, he had like barbed wire wrapped around his arm and there was a little blood dripping off. And a lot of people said, you know, WWE wouldn't put anything out there that had blood. And I beg to disagree. Now, the quality of this video and the timing of it, this video was released three minutes after Dean Ambrose's contract, I'm sorry, John Moxley's contract expired. So that means that this video had to have been produced weeks before that, when John Moxley was under contract to the WWE. Now, the only way that this could happen, another outside entity couldn't do this. So if John Moxley was going to show up at AEW, AEW legally couldn't do this because he was under contract to WWE. He would have been, in essence, working for AEW before his contract expired, which is a big no-no. So the only two options left are Dean Ambrose did this himself or the company that he was already with did it for him. Now, the professionalism of this video, is it possible for Dean to go out there, I'm sorry, John, to go out there and find people to do it for him? Absolutely. Does he have the money to get it done? Sure he does. Is it a great way to reintroduce himself to the wrestling community? Absolutely, and I get that. And if that's all that this is, I'm all for it because because it's great. But for me, for him to go out and do that on his own, the timing of the release, it, it, it just screams WWE to me. Um, it's almost CM Punkish, if you will. Uh, remember when the whole pipe bomb thing happened, Ben? Yeah, how could I forget? Yeah, so everybody was calling that like the reality era, where WWE basically gave you a peek behind the curtain. Now, WWE is struggling right now. Ben, did you see Raw or SmackDown? You know what? I wish I hadn't seen either of them. And you know what? I wish I joined the millions of people who tuned out these past two weeks. They're probably the lowest ratings that they've had in God knows how long. Uh, both very, very bad shows. Yes, Jay, to answer your question, I unfortunately watch both. Okay, so you're one of about 20 people that actually see yeah. those shows. Yeah. Um, they were the lowest rated shows ever that wasn't going head-to-head with a sporting event, a major sporting event. So that's that's how low these ratings were. To put it into perspective, I was actually talking to uh, one Thomas Fenton about this, and I told him my theory. And he brought up the fact that this video, as of the time that we talked, which I think was two days after the video was released, already had more views than one of the segments of Raw. Like, that's how many people saw this thing. So for me, it's almost like... Uh, WWE guerrilla warfare, if you will, kind of them playing everybody. Let me let me grill you here, Jay. Um, I I want to play maybe a little bit of devil's advocate. I really like your conspiracy theories. This is one of the good ones, um, one of the better ones. But it's already being reported that Dean Ambrose has taken or is accepting um, promotions uh, appearances from from several promotions now for a fee. Um, you know, is it going to be an Undertaker? type fee no 
Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of his chance to make money more than he's making in WWE by taking these individual promotions and doing autograph signings outside of WWE and basically charging what he thinks is, you know, a, a responsible price for his appearance um, and not what WWE thinks is a responsible price. So answer that. I mean, if this guy's already accepting bookings, how I, you know how can you sit there and tell me WWE's behind this? I don't. I think that there is a very simple and logical explanation behind that. Number one, the bookings that he's taking is not with anybody major. He, he's not taking bookings with Ring of Honor. He's not taking bookings with New Japan. He's not taking bookings with AEW. Uh, you know, he's taking bookings with these these very very small companies. And what better way for the WWE to throw people off of their trail? Then to allow him to do it. Like, Dean, go wrestle in front of these 50 people at a bingo hall a couple times. Make people think that you are no longer here. We will reintroduce you as John Moxley. And, and Ben, not only that, um, the reason that John Moxley stopped working for WWE is because he said he wanted time away. He, he wanted to chill out at home. He, you know, he just wanted to be away from it all. So you're telling me that, that a guy that passed up what was reported to be in the range of 5 to $10 million a year because he wanted to sit at home is going to immediately accept bookings as soon as he's granted that opportunity? Yeah, you know, you got a point, and uh, no more devil's advocate. I, I, I want to kind of, because the more you're talking, Jay, the more I'm starting to think. Um, WWE normally, you know, we talked last week about the... Um, the Luke Harper situation where he's kind of been asking for his release uh, during injury and they extended him six months as a kind of maybe not a, maybe not an F you. Maybe I won't go that far. But, um, you know, a lot of guys who are asking for their release are kind of buried on television before they're released, especially if there's a good chance they're going to a competitor, um, which do I think there's anybody actually actually competing with WWE right now? No, I don't. Um, but an up-and-comer like AEW, I think if AE, or I think if WWE, excuse me, had any feeling whatsoever that Dean Ambrose would sign with AEW, I don't think they would have given him the strong send-off that they did. Um, I think the only logical reason for them doing that, Jay, is that they had this belief or they had this, uh, I don't know, they, something was telling Vince McMahon um, that Dean would be back one day. And if not, he would do you know appearances for the WWE, um, work with them in some type of capacity, even if it wasn't in the ring, and not head to somewhere like AEW. Um, you know, does that make sense? I mean, he, he, he got a really strong uh, send-off compared to a lot of the other guys who've left recently. Yeah, Ben, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the WWE, I mean, look what they're doing to the Revival. They they even called out the Revival on their webpage. So the Revival asked for their release also. Uh, that was a while ago. That was over a month ago. And so instead of granting their release, not only are they still wrestling, but they're basically doing comedy skits with them. Um, last week, unfortunately, I was one of the one that one, one of the people that actually watched Raw and SmackDown. Um, they did a back shaving segment where basically the Uzos caught them shaving each other's back. So WWE.com goes on and says, hey, uh, is this the first of many embarrassing situations that we catch the revival in, or can they straighten this out and become tag team champions again? 
uh, that part is up to them. They're basically telling the revival, hey, if you quit, you know, asking for your release and, mm-hmm. you know, being disgruntled employees, this will go away. But if you, you know, keep down this path, all we're going to do, we're going to embarrass you week in and week out so you don't have any value after you leave this place. And you're right. They didn't do that with Dean. Now, did Dean win a bunch of matches before he left? Hell no. But did he have some great, entertaining, you know, main event matches? Yeah. Yeah, he did. As a matter of fact, most of his matches were main event matches. Uh, not only that, WWE created a special for their network for his last match. His, his last match was at a house show. Very rarely do they do that, but they did it for Dean. WWE is not stupid, and they are not a small company. A, a multi-billion dollar company is going to know these things. They're going to know that Dean's going to you know, accept independent bookings right away or going to a competitor. Um, I think the chances are less than 1% he ends up with AEW like everybody thinks he is. Okay, let me let me piggyback off that for a second, Jay. Another good point. WWE is not as dumb as you think they are. That is a very, very true statement whether you want to believe it or not, people. There is nobody on that level, and it's for a reason. Okay, with, with saying that, Jay, let's go back uh, to earlier in the segment. You were talking about, you know, there were some notches on the prison cell. Uh, a lot of people were speculating it added up to 25. It was 35. You know, he's running down the sidewalk in Vegas out of all places, and there were dice in the window, and uh, they added up to 25. People were speculating this, speculating that. Now, I'm starting to think about that. If you're going to take the time to put all these Easter eggs into this promotional video, who, let's, let's think real quick, logically, anybody out there, and if you disagree with me, we are at TTX Wrestling, please let me know why. Um, if you're going to go through all the trouble putting those Easter eggs in this video, who do these Easter eggs benefit more? AEW or WWE? And let me answer that for you. These Easter eggs that get people talking about AEW, get people get people online, get people tweeting, get people active on social media saying Dean's going to AEW. What favors does that do to a- for AEW? It does them nothing. They have a stacked card at Double or Nothing on the 25th of May. If anything, it does more favors for WWE as a rib on AEW. Because why not? Because these Easter eggs, let's say hypothetically Dean Ambrose did join the the roster at All or Nothing on the 25th, who is going to remember this promotional video? Who is going to remember all those Easter eggs? It's just talking points leading up until then. If he actually joined the roster on the 25th, he's just on the roster. The video becomes nothing. You know, a, a month from now, nobody talks about that video. WWE, however... Dean Ambrose shows back up as John Moxley. And now people are still buzzing like, damn, that was cold. You see what WWE did, you know, with all those Easter eggs, with making you think this and in and, and, and doing this. You know, it just makes WWE look that much smarter um, by doing this. So, you know, and, it, and if it was being kept that close to the vest as a surprise at all or nothing, do you think that AEW would would want, you know, even the slightest Easter egg in there, Jay? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And, there, you know, a small caveat. Number one, Senseless. with Dean Ambrose 
help AEW? Of course he would. You know, he's, he's a household name. If he joined AEW, would it be a big deal? Yeah, but not in the way that everybody's thinking. Jay, is, uh, is, is AEW looking for household names or are they looking for wrestlers? Because last time I checked, they're they're building themselves up. They're hyping themselves up as a wrestling company. They're, they're, they've got these guys from the indies, from New Japan, from, you know, all these different places around the world who can go, who can wrestle. Um, Dean Ambrose, I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't care. I don't like to hold back when it comes to people that I don't enjoy watching. Um, you know, this is my job. This is what I do. I'm here to tell you guys my opinion. Agree with me or don't. I don't think Dean Ambrose is very good. I just... More power to that. If they want a big name, whatever. I, I get it. But if they're going to build themselves as a wrestling company, he is not a great wrestler. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, he's not a great wrestler. I think he's a great character. And and I do think that he would help AEW as far as that goes. Um, but what you're saying is true. AEW is signing good wrestling talent. Uh, do they have a few characters in there? Yeah. I mean, Chris Jericho, you could argue, um, doesn't have what he used to but he can still go so i kind of see where you're coming coming from with that the the one that really confused me was the rumor about goldberg because i'm like goldberg is probably the worst wrestler on this planet i was and hoping you'd say that because now we can uh now we can talk a little bit about bill goldberg himself he's in the news lately jay yeah you're you're damn right how's that for a segue ben that was that was good did you mean to do that or no i i had that planned all along okay so goldberg's in the news and uh, he's in the news with Undertaker. Ben, you heard about this, right? Yeah, Jay. Like I said, who do you think does all the Twitter work for Throw the Podcast? <laughs> I'm what they call a functioning alcoholic, people. <laughs> I'm just making sure the memory is still there. So so Goldberg, um, he was rumored to be joining AEW. Uh, now you can see that that is completely and 100% false because both he and Undertaker are slated to appear at WWE's next Saudi Arabia event. Uh, Goldberg re-signed with the WWE. He's going to be with them at least until then, and then we'll see what happens. And this one kind of confused me because when people started saying, hey, hey, Jay, Goldberg, he's going to AEW. I was like, hell no, he's not going to AEW. There's no chance that AEW would want him. Like, if they offered him money, would he do it? Sure. He's like any other person. You know, if you throw a million dollars at him, he'll do whatever you ask. But like Ben said earlier, AEW is being built as a wrestling promotion. Not an entertainment promotion, a wrestling promotion. Goldberg, <coughs> excuse me. Goldberg is not a good wrestler. It, does he have a small amount of entertainment factor? Sure, to some people. I'm not one of them, one of them but hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, Jay, okay. Let me, let me say, in the words of Veronica Vaughn, Billy, sweet Billy boy, I knew you would go back. You knew Goldberg would eventually show his face on WWE TV again. Jay, I have been... You know, a lot of these veterans, a lot of these Hall of Famers, a lot of these people get flack for coming back, especially around WrestleMania season, and taking the spots that they believe are deserving of younger talent, up-and-comers. Um, I have not really been one of those people. I think that it's good for the business. I think it's um, good to bring back somebody who's a veteran, who's established, but... 
I believe it's only good to bring them back in a way that is going to help a younger talent, in a way that's going to help elevate somebody else on that roster who's fighting for a main event spot. Having said that, um, this news with Goldberg and The Undertaker, both on the Saudi Arabia card, um, it pisses me off a bit, Jay. Um, Do I hope they'll do the right thing with The Undertaker and Elias? Absolutely. Um, Elias could benefit from this. Um, He could get a rub that would mean wonders to his career. Goldberg, you know, we don't really... I mean, do you know the direction they're going with Goldberg yet or any any no. guesses? Or are we just going to wait and see? No. Honestly, I hope he comes out, waves his hand, and then turns around and walks back through the curtain. But I have no idea. Okay. These are just two guys that are just have been played out. Undertaker especially. No offense to the dead man. Um, all due respect. The guy is, has earned every every ounce of my respect. But, Jay, it's it's borderline too much now. You know, we've seen casket matches that don't matter. Um, we've seen matches on Raw that uh, don't matter. We've seen tag team matches at WrestleMania with Kane that, quite frankly, don't matter. Um, he doesn't have the luster that he used to. And, uh, you know, after the whole Brock Lesnar feud, um, Goldberg doesn't either. I'm just, they want big names for Saudi Arabia. This is one one point in time where I disagree with bringing back big names. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And, you know, there is a rumor out there that he's going to be facing Brock Lesnar, which I swear to you, I will smash my TV if I have to see Goldberg versus... Two of the people that I cannot stand watching in a wrestling ring going at it for, you know, what is it, the third or fourth time? That, that would drive me insane. But, Ben, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to tie our first two segments into the prettiest little bow. So... Do you want proof that the WWE is just a business? Look at them going back to Saudi Arabia. If nobody remembers, there was a crap storm last year when they went to Saudi Arabia. It was right after uh, Saudi Arabian government was accused of killing a journalist in Turkey. Um, people were protesting WWE. They couldn't believe that WWE was holding, you know, an event there and they still went through with it. Some wrestlers didn't show, you know, your Daniel Bryan's didn't go, uh, things like that. Here they are going back to Saudi Arabia because it is all about the dollars. And to, to bring my point back to the whole Dean Ambrose, John Moxley thing, WWE didn't give him the send-off that Ben was talking about because they like him and he's a nice guy. WWE is all about the dollar bill. If they know a talent is leaving, they're not going to do anything to give that talent more leverage when it comes back time to either re-sign him or have him go somewhere else. They did that knowing that in the future they are going to earn money off of him, which is yet another reason I think that he's sticking with the WWE in the long term. But Saudi Arabia, Ben, horrible idea. I, I wish. Could we like? Could we announce a you know throw the X vacation that week so we don't have to cover that? Yeah, we'll do something. We'll talk to Fenton about that. And um, Jay, actually, um, speaking of Fenton, sorry to get off track. You want to get him on the show next week? What do you think he's? You think he's down for that? I, I, we got a lot of um, a lot of money in the bank stuff. Uh, coming their way um, with Money in the Bank coming in a few weeks. I, I want to get Fenton on here to talk a little bit about the um, Double or Nothing. 
yeah, he's he's going. Um, he's going to be in the press box for that one. I know he's really excited about it. Um, I, I I know that you were thinking of going with him. I don't know if you are still planning, and if you are, I hope that you get him sober enough to actually get him in the building. Um, but yeah, we can get him on. Okay, talk to talk to Fen. I'd like to get him next week and uh, get his thoughts on that, and then we can then we can get the uh, money in the bank stuff going the next week or so. Um, basically, um, I don't care about the Goldberg and the Undertaker thing anymore, Jay. I just wanted to change the subject. Anything else these people need to know? I didn't want to bring up the subject. Yeah, let's let's get to something that matters. Let's get to something that's entertaining. Let's get to something that, for me, is awesome. Is it fun? Oh, it is an entire house of fun. How fun is this house? It is Bray Wyatt fun. Bray Wyatt released a second, you know, teaser, second promo for his new character, and Ben, I don't give a damn what anyone says. It was awesome. I loved it. It creeped me out again. Um, I I think that this is going to be a lot of fun coming up here shortly. It is good, guys. And if uh, you know, if you're still skeptical, um, if you don't really know which way to lean right now, I've talked the last couple weeks about the uh, Firefly Funhouse segments and Bray's new character. And I've given him a lot of uh, a lot of praise, and um, I believe in this guy. This is a guy that I do believe in. Look no further than his Twitter. You know, just he stays in character on Twitter. You know, we didn't we don't really have to wait until his live segments on Raw or SmackDown. Um, look no further than his Twitter account. He's going back and forth with Randy Orton, having fun with guys as the new Bray Wyatt, um, as the the guy who. Used to be a, a very bad man, but has learned his lesson, right? Um, and the character is just downright awesome. It's funny. It's spooky. Um, it's really everything you want it to be. And, and there are so many angles that could play off of this character. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, if you don't already, I think it's going to surprise a lot of you. Jay... There was something he said on Twitter. A fan. I'm sorry for the for the silence. Those I keep forgetting. Those out there can't see me. Jay and I are skyping right now. So when I have a silent pause like that, it means I'm reading something on my screen, um, and I'm not the fastest reader when I've been drinking. So there was a fan that asked him something about Luke Harper. He said, "You know, Bray, um, and I'm paraphrasing. Bray, now that you've uh, learned your lesson and you're not a bad guy anymore." You know, how about getting one of your brothers back on television in Luke Harper? And Bray responded with, that's a great idea. I'm trying. Um, what do you think about that, Jay? Given the whole situation that we've been talking about with Luke Harper and, and wanting his release, but then getting his extended through April or May of next year. <coughs> excuse me. Do you think, uh, you know, you think that'd be fun? Do you change Luke Harper's character at all? Make him like a, a similar to Bray Wyatt type? Hell yeah, I'd be for that. I I'm one of the few I I see Luke Harper's potential. Now, I, I know he's older and but but for a bigger, you know, kind of crazy looking guy, he's not a bad wrestler. I mean he he's really not. And I think that if you clean him up a little bit, kinda like they did with Bray, 
and you bring him in as like a you know Bray Wyatt sidekick or something like that, yeah. I think it would be awesome. Brody the sidekick. Yeah, absolutely. And and for those of you who don't know, he asked for his release too. So, you know, who knows? If if they give him this, if they say, hey, we're going to join you back up with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is in line for a big push. You know, we're, we're airing promos for his stuff. He has a brand new character. We're going to do the exact same thing for you. That might be enough to get him to, to stay or at least not want to leave anymore kind of deal. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I think if anybody can kind of resolve this for Luke Harper, it's Bray Wyatt. Um, I, I, I honestly, Jay, think that's kind of his last hope. Um after all this, I think he's either getting buried in the next six months or they're just going to probably hold him off TV and, uh, you know, wait till his contract actually expires after the extension and uh, and then release him. But I think joining Bray Wyatt could could revive him. It could put him back on uh, uh, a level playing field, if you will, um, and back in good graces. Not that he's not in good graces with WWE. I don't know. I don't speculate, but. You know, I think that'll that'll put him back to where he was. Um, yeah, I think it you know can only work out in, in a good way for for um, Harper. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. And um, yeah, I mean this Bray Wyatt Twitter stuff is just awesome, and I think that's why I'm so excited for it. Like like Ben says, this guy stays in character pretty much throughout the entire. You know, every now and again, you get you get a tweet that's not in character, but I want to go to that Randy Orton stuff because this stuff really cracked me up, and this will actually tie in our last segment. So it started with Bray Wyatt, and I'm just going to read it to you. Um, he said, a couple years ago, Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple, uncrowned me as the champion of the world, caused my brother to my brothers to abandon me, and betrayed my trust. Worst of all, he didn't say he was sorry. But I forgive you, Randy Bobanders. And, and to me, that is hilarious. Randy Orton responded to this. I mean, that's the best part is, you know, they're all going back and forth with it. And I think that it is just hilarious, um, just just really comical, but still kind of dark. I mean, am I wrong with that? No, you're not wrong. I mean, he, he burnt down his temple, uh, you know, killed his sister, right? Um, yeah. And... Bray was just upset because he didn't say he was sorry. That's kind of freaky in its own way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, what did, what did Randy me, respond with? Uh, he, he he responded back. You had WWE spend two million on photo projected bugs. What did you expect me to do? <laughs> and then he put at Trailer Park Boys, uh, Bo F and Bandy over and out. <laughs> <laughs> which which to me is hilarious. And then he went on to tweet, which is going to tie in the other one. Uh, somebody told him, hey, why don't you calm down? Didn't you hear Goldberg is back? And he said, well, there goes another two million. And so, <laughs> you know, it's it's just great to me. And yeah. and Ben, um, one of his other tweets, which, which I want to get you on, because you are the smartest drinker I have ever met in my entire life. Like, when you start drinking, stuff just starts flowing from your mind. And, and it is absolutely amazing to me. Well, thank you. So the next time that you are sitting down in a bar, which I'm guessing is somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes after we stop this this podcast, um, Bray Wyatt tweeted, Bet you didn't know that in 2015 I did eight consecutive promos where one sentence didn't belong in each of them. But together they make up a secret message and no one ever found it. First one to get it wins a prize. Ben, I'm putting this on you. 
I want you to figure out what the hell he's talking about and tell me what this secret message is. Okay, uh, you know what? I didn't even know that he said that. I wish. When did he? When did he tweet this, Jay? Because forty-five minutes ago. Okay. Well, you you could have told me we've been. Let's see, on the air for thirty, thirty-two, give or take. Um, I feel like I'm getting a late start now. But all right, we'll see if we can crack that. Not to mention, everybody listening to this podcast now knows about that. Um, you're putting me at kind of a disadvantage here, Jay. Well, Bray Wyatt does have 1.2 million followers, so trust me on this. We're not going to be the only ones looking at this. Okay. Well, let's get these beers flowing and uh, see if we can do some some cracking. That's that's what I'm saying. We got to get you back into the bar. And hey, getting Ben Conrad back in a bar. Let's talk about somebody else is coming back. Let's talk about somebody that is coming back to the ring, and them coming back to the ring is just like getting Ben back into a bar. Who's that? I'm talking about Daniel Bryan, baby. All right. So Daniel Bryan had a mystery injury. And when I say mystery, I don't mean to me and Ben. I don't mean to WWE television audience. I mean to literally everybody. Nobody knows what this injury was. Um, it, It had me thinking the worst. Because for me... The WWE, if it was something easy, if it was a knee, if it was a shoulder, if it was an elbow, if it was a broken bone, they would have announced what it is. They would announce the recovery time when he was coming back. They, they do it with talent all the time. The fact that they were playing this so close to the vest just made me think it's something with his head. That's why they're not coming out and saying it because it's something with his head and they're waiting to get all the tests ran before they tell us that he's gone again. Um, and that, that's, that's pretty much all I could think about as far as his injury is concerned. But, um, I guess there's really no reason to worry anymore because he's good. He's cleared. He's ready to come back. He's, he's slated to come back after money in the bank and jump right back into the title picture. And, um, Ben having an intimate knowledge of you and knowing that Daniel Bryan is one of your top five favorite wrestlers, um, I'm guessing you have to be excited about this. Yeah, you know, obviously, I, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot of people are scared um, every time this guy takes a bump, especially to the head or neck area. I think a lot of people, including myself, are scared every time he gets in the ring. You know, we've seen his career end before. This is a guy you don't want to see out of the ring. And for the WWE keeping this so close to the vest tells you that it was something that, uh, you know, could have. Could have probably been worse than it than it turned out to be. Yeah, I'm glad he's back, Jay. But this is something that uh, you know we we still gotta kind of keep an eye on, um, keep reminding ourselves about that anything could happen. You know, this is just uh, quite frankly we got lucky, and, and, and Daniel Bryan got lucky. Um, glad he's back, but still scary situation for somebody who I actually enjoy watching. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, for me, I. I know that the WWE wouldn't be bringing this back, this guy back if there was any indication that there was an injury. I mean, they pretty much said that when they brought him back the first time. Uh, he has to go through concussion protocol after every match. You know, he gets checked for concussions after every single time that he's in the ring. Um, I think if they checked him and he did have a concussion or he did have some sort of brain or head injury, uh, they just pull the plug. They'd just be like, you're done. But I, I do think that that's what they were checking him for. And I think that was the reason for the silence on his injury. Um, I think that there was maybe symptoms of a concussion, something like that. They sent him to specialists to make sure that's not what it was. And when they found out that's not what it was, the tests were ran. 
then they're like, okay, you're good to go. Come back. We're not going to mention anything about it. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Glad he's back, or glad he will be back soon. Um, anything else, Jay? I mean, for God, for not having a, a busy news week, this uh, turned into a pretty pretty good one here. 30, 37 minutes. Yeah, I mean. What I, what I tell you before we went on, Jay, I said, what, this is a, a 15-minute week here with nothing going on in the news? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, you know, I, I know that you have to get get some beers in you and start thinking of that Bray Wyatt stuff. So Yeah, I'm so, going to head to the bar and, and uh, crack the Bray Wyatt code. That, that's what I'm saying. So, um, everybody, thanks for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. Um, check us out next week. I'm going to get with Thomas Fenton himself and see if he can come in and shed some light on the AEWW double or nothing and uh, throw some news at you for Money in the Bank. I, I know he has some. I just talked to him recently. Um, and real quick, um, if you didn't know, Throw the Podcast is now on WrestlingNewsWorld.com. And, uh, you know, we're really happy to be here. There's a lot that goes on from Wrestling News World, and there, there's a lot of parts that make it up. One of those is uh, Smart to Death. Smart to Death podcast, and they aired a promo for us, and those guys are great over there. They have a great podcast, so if you haven't checked them out, make sure that you check them out too. They're they're definitely a good listen. Um, like us and follow us on Twitter at TTX Wrestling. Uh, that's where you're going to go to make fun of Ben for you know hating Goldberg, or to tell me that I'm crazy about the WWE being behind the whole John Moxley thing. Um, you can find this podcast literally anywhere a podcast is played, mainly Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. The best thing that you could possibly do is just log into WrestlingNewsWorld.com. You're going to find all of our stuff there, along with tons and tons of backstage news and different types of multimedia that I'm sure that you're going to be interested in. So with that, Ben, do you want to do uh, it? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to send us out, Jay, but can you... He only listens to you. So if you could do me the favor and, and tell the guy with the cool voice to, to send us out, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Guy with the cool voice, take us out. Thank you for listening to Throw the Podcast. Join us again next week for even more wrestling commentary. Wrestling commentary.